You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. A tie? All right. I guess. Take a man podcast from Odyssey it, Sports. Uh, that's Logan Paulson. I'm Craig Hoffman. Eric Bickle of the Sports Junkies uh, predicted a 16-16 tie. It was the last of the junks predictions on our countdown to kickoff show this morning, and uh, we laughed at it because, like, who picks a tie? The yeah, correct person. Don't do that. Uh, yeah. I, by the way, I needed. I I had a nobody cares, but I had a I had a four leg parlay that I missed by one Saquon, Saquon Barkley receiving yard and the commanders actually pulling that out. Uh, but I was I felt so good throughout so much of that. I was getting the things I needed. The game was unfolding the way I thought. And then, and then it ended in a tie. And Logan, here's the thing. For me, emotionally speaking, in the moments after this game has concluded, it feels appropriate. It feels it like those were two teams... That played well. Maybe I'm just that deep emotionally into the World Cup, and like I've accepted draws and ties mm. as a, a part of my being. Uh, but maybe, maybe two teams that played pretty well uh, had each had their moments within the game that are actually fairly evenly matched. When you take some of the strengths of one and the weaknesses of the other, and uh, ultimately, it feels kind of right as wrong as ties feel in the NFL. Yeah, and I do feel like if. This was not uh, Washington's best game by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't feel like they deserve to win. They probably should have lost this game. And so the fact that they were able to kind of galvanize and show that resolve late in the game to come out with a tie, I thought was outstanding. You know, those completions to Curtis Samuel, uh, the touchdown to Jahan to tie it up, I thought showed a lot of character. You know, they had a whole bunch of holding calls, like weird special teams penalties, two kind of disastrous special teams penalties that should have completely shape, like reshape the outcome of the game, but they were able to overcome those. Great job by the defense, kind of stepping up at key moments in the fourth quarter. Um, and, you know, like, I think that's where I fell on it. I think that if you look at the third quarter, you say, man, this team should lose this game. And then they kind of righted the ship and did an excellent job, which um, kudos to them. Kudos to that team and kudos to their composure. Obviously, a tie is not ideal, but I, I kind of am with you. Like, it went from a, they shouldn't win this game to fighting, clawing, scratching, getting back into the game, showing some of the weapons they have from an offensive standpoint. I still think Taylor, I mean, puts the ball in harm's way way too much. Like there was a couple on that last little drive where it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it could have swung this way or could have swung that way and it could have easily been an interception, which um, tough deal, but it didn't. And they were able to come out with a tie. Right. I mean, but at the same time, Taylor, 27 of 41, 275, two touchdowns, no picks. He also takes five sacks. Um, and on all of them, I don't think you look at it and go, 
like, oh, he really messed up there. Maybe as we break down the tape later in the week, you might say a protection situation. But, like, if Carson's in that game, not to make it a Carson-Taylor referendum, but, like, that's another nine-sack kind of game. And so there's just stuff Heineke does that keeps you alive, even though sometimes when he keeps it alive, he then puts the ball in harm's way. But, you know, you say they don't deserve to win, you know, and you look at some of the statistics offensively. Robinson, 21 for 96. That's a winning formula. He averaged 4.6 a carry. Gibson, another 9 for 39, averaged 4.3. Samuel, three carries for 23, averages 7.7, although uh, most of that comes on the 21-yarder. But they target Terry 12 times. He's got 8 for 105 in the touchdown. Dotson finds the end zone. Samuel gets seven targets. Like, they, they had an offensive game plan that, worked and in fact like my biggest frustration for them offensively was that last screen they called on the third down to to curtis i think it was in overtime on that yeah. possession or was that yeah. the last possession of regulation that i think it was overtime yeah. and i'm just like you've gotten the man coverage that you wanted all day just runs like run a pass pattern that allows someone to win uh jahan or curtis pick I one i think you're more worried put, about the pressure there in that situation I, sure but like they he's i trust taylor there they've won quickly they don't run screens well part of the reason the screens are even in is because cosme's in this week at guard and he leaves with an ankle injury uh look in the better second half. i will say look better with him in there though yeah the first for sure the look good he, but he's out for that screen so your point is still uh, so so it's just like man they had some of that stuff but all in all i think you know a good offensive game plan that should have netted you a couple more points. Joey Sly misses one that's within his range. If that's the case, it's a 23-20 game, uh, perhaps. And, you know, you never yeah. know how the, the end goes. But uh, you, you do enough to win. Defensively, it's defensively it's a weird game, man. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones going into the final drive for the Giants in regulation, which is one of the all-time boneheaded play-calling drives I've ever seen in the NFL. Um, has one incompletion on the day, and it is a spike uh, to stop the yeah. clock at the end of the first half. He then throws three straight incompletions, which is the only way the commanders can get in position to win the game in regulation, uh, is if you go three and out on three incompletions where they don't u- use any timeouts, and that's exactly what they did, trying to take it all at once, which was wild decision-making by the Giants coaching staff. Uh, Danny Johnson has a couple of nice pass breakups in there. Yeah. Uh, they get the ball back and ultimately can't do anything with it. They can't do anything with their one drive in overtime. Um, but it's just a weird game defensively. And I, the last thing I'll say is offensively, obviously the penalties matter a ton, but defensively, yeah. you know, they, but by the same token, they held him to 200 yards on the day. Um, but he completed quite literally almost every pass that he threw. And it so it's, it's a way, weird, it, 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 a it weird game. Different. Yeah, it felt, it felt really different. I, and I think, so kudos to, to Dable and the offensive coordinator for the Giants. I think they did, uh, Kafka, I think they did a really nice job finding a wrinkle. You know, we talked about what the wrinkle was going to be. And, uh, you know, against the Dallas Cowboys, it was this keeper game where they're booting out of the pocket. And I thought, well, you know, how do they get to that? Because obviously the, the solution is just kind of run right at the quarterback and, and force the ball out of his hands. And what they did, I thought was was really brilliant is they said, well, we're going to just motion a tight end and then basically down block the defensive end, ensuring the edge for the quarterback. Quarterback's on the edge. He's, he's getting the ball out of his hand quickly. You're not stressing the interior offensive line of the New York of the New York Giants offensive line, which struggled tremendously against Payne and Allen. Kind of any time it was a drop back passing situation. So good job by them. And then also you allow Jones to run the football from that standpoint. So I just thought that was a really nice uh, wrinkle by them and we knew it was coming. And so to see it unfold that way, I thought was really interesting. And, you know, Washington really didn't have a, a good response for that. I mean, they were doing that on like second and 12, third and 10. Like that was the play that they were going to. 
So, um, you know, kudos to them. And I think, we again, that was really cool to see that, like, football chess match kind of unfolding in real time. And I also thought, you know, they did a good job. Uh, the defense generally kind of just staying with it, sticking with it. Um, Casey Tuhill, some of the defensive ends kind of figured out what the game plan was. And you could see they were playing that tight six, which is a tough spot to play that technique from. And they're beating the guys outside. James Smith-Williams gets a holding call, right? Uh, Montez is kind of rushing really vertical up the field, forcing the bow back, allowing the linebackers to match the concept. So to see that kind of in-game adjustment by the players, maybe they're talking about that on the sideline. It was just cool. Just cool to see that. And then it, when a game of inches like that, it was a big deal. I, I'm, I will say, like you said, I think B-Rob, excellent job. Jahan, Terry, you know, Taylor, I think the just got to be a little bit more fastidious with the football. But overall, I think um, it's the penalties that absolutely smoke you and the pass protection, which is something, again, you and I talked about. We said, what is your protection plan? They had one. But again, like Taylor gets you out of a couple. And some of those are just free runners to the quarterback. And that's what Wink does to you. And, you know, they're playing this team again in a couple of, in a couple of weeks. So they need to figure out – they need to clean that up a little bit if they're going to get that uh, to win this football game. So how would you describe – like you say, there was a plan. You can see it. Most of us can't uh, based off of your expertise. What was the protection plan and what did they do poorly in it? So I think one of the – there's two ways to go with any kind of protection plan. And one is to get an empty or spread them out and say – match us up we'll know who's coming and we'll get the ball out of our hands quick which is what i thought they were going to do but on a couple of third downs i think two specifically they leave tight ends in and they leave the backs in which is fine that's a very viable pass protection philosophy however when you do that like a tight end is a fine pass protector but they're not an excellent pass protector and in yeah. third down situations you don't want john bates blocking uh Kayvon thibodeau or logan thomas blocking aziz ojalari you don't that's not good. Don't do that. I think so at that, this point, those of us who have the slow motion replays ingrained in our head now know what was wrong with the plan. Right. And so, again, if you're going to keep them in, you want your big guys on big guys. You know, you want your 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 offensive linemen blocking defensive ends and then your tight ends and backs kind of as auxiliary pieces to that. And this is the same. They kind of trot out a very similar plan to what they did against Detroit. And there are similar holes. And this is part of the problem of going max protection with tight ends and backs is they're good at pass protection, but they're not great. So I would say, and they did they did versions of both. So I think Scott thought it out. The other thing I think Wink did, which was really good, is he knew that um, the commanders squeeze inter into, um, an internal blitz out of empty. So like if you're getting, uh, like let's say you have four down linemen and you bring the Sam and the Will, the offensive line squeezes it and they leave the defensive end for the quarterback. And <clears throat> I thought Wink did a nice job of scheming pressures up, scheming simulated pressures up that simulated that look where the offensive line would have to squeeze and then not actually bringing those guys and getting free runners off the edge. I think there was almost a safety at the end of regulation or an overtime. Where yeah, it was in overtime. Like the two-yard line. Again, simulated pressure, squeeze down, Kayvon Thibodeau untouched off the edge. Same thing with Aziz Ozolari early in the game. So there's four pressure slash sacks right there of just Wink kind of being one step ahead of the game in terms of protection and also understanding where the weak spots are and getting good matchups. So, Yeah, um, and that kills you because you have, 
opportunities. I mean, this is Heineke's yeah. highest yardage game in forever. Um, you know, we we're kind of a little bit of that two minute drive you always like to talk about. Well, a there's bit. a couple of things I think that that happened here. One, we were joking before the game that you know it felt like uh, I think the over under that that bet MGM had it was like 207, something like that. And I was like, man, considering uh, what Heineke's done in the past couple of weeks, that feels high. That yeah. feels that feels tremendously out of reach. He in the last, let's see if I get the game log up real quick. He has not broken 200 yards since Philly, and he's done it. Uh, and then he had 149 against Minnesota. This is his highest yardage total since the win over Indianapolis, which he also had a two-minute drive late in. And that's that's what happens when you get these two-minute drives uh, late in games, uh, such as the game-tying drive that he finishes off with the touchdown to Jahan, you can actually pad your stats a little bit, not in a way that's like meaningless. It's not stat padding, I guess, in that way. Uh, but the stats are going to look better because he had to go out there and earn it, and he did. Um, he got really screwed by, and he and they uh, offensively got really screwed by those sacks that you talked about, uh, specifically in overtime. Uh, that That is a, although I guess they, they overcame that one to get out of that hole a little bit. But then I think that's when they, they eventually got to the screenplay that I hated. Um, I, think where, that was, I, think that, I think that was the last, if I remember correctly, that was the last drive um, that they had where they punted it back to New York. The, the yeah. sack before that, so they sack. go, they yeah. go, uh, sack on first down by Thibodeau. Giants call timeout at 128. Robinson gets the nice carry. They actually, that's a nice call by Scott, yeah. um, because Thibodeau, who's a rookie, comes flying off the edge again, like, oh, I'm going to get him. Yeah. Uh, back at the 10 yard line. And, uh, that is a, uh, that's a nice little gain there. Uh, it was kind of like a draw play, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then Gibson rushes for five yards on third and ten. Uh, where they just kind of at that point punt the game away. Yeah. Uh, in a in a very literal sense, instead of going for it on third and ten. Uh, I guess it was the other drive in overtime. Yeah, it was the yeah. drive before. Yeah. yeah the other Which drive was in also overtime. A sack. Is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, has the the screenplay that I hate just because. Like, it's not something you do well. And you've had, what I was going to say, though, is you have all these opportunities in man-to-man coverage where you have Dotson winning. Uh, Dotson, the most involved he's been in a long time. Samuel has a bunch of monster catches. Uh, Terry gave Fabian Moreau absolute fits all day long. And you just don't have the opportunity to take advantage because the pressure is so intense. And that's that's what Martindale is doing on purpose. Uh, it is a good job by him. Um, it's a high risk thing. I mean, commanders in this game run 82 plays. They have 41 minutes time of possession, which obviously is enhanced a little bit by when they keep the ball in overtime, but they were already above their league leading average by like mid fourth quarter. I think before they had their game tying drive, they had already, uh, accumulated almost 35 minutes time of possession. So, um, the commanders kind of did what they want to do. They've just got to, you know, if Sly gets the field goal and they can convert one other drive, like that's a 30 point performance, but that's, you can say that a lot of weeks. Um, That's kind of the thing with the NFL is like, you're always one or two plays away from having a monster day. Um, But at the end of the day, the giants were able to make just enough to keep them, uh, you know, keep, keep the distance and then uh, ultimately pass them. And then, you know, commanders tie it up and that's where it stays. Yeah, I think the other thing is, we, uh, do you have the, the game log in front of you by any chance? I do. What are you looking for? The uh, the penalties I felt like were huge, and there was like a there was a holding, there was a false start, you know, two by Logan Thomas, and there was another 
kind of weird penalty, and this has just not been who this seven, team has seven been. Seven for 56. Yeah, and this is, I feel like, a very high total. I mean, it felt like when you were watching it, like, God, this is a little higher than it they should came, be. They came at really bad spots, and some of them were weird. Like, the the one on Thomas, uh, yeah. when he's, like, running to the left, that one was weird. Like, he didn't do anything. Like, unless they just didn't rewind to the right part of the replay. Like, so, yeah, when you watch, weird. so, like, I will say that the action of the defender there he kind of like dives under to try to make the play. It that is a when I was watching it, I was like, oh, the, he just thinks he pushed him on the back because that's like on special teams or any opportunity. Like that's how that looks. I don't think he actually touched him, but I'm sure he was like blocked directly behind Logan. So it looks like he's pushing him down, but it doesn't actually happen. And that's one of those things where you know we get a different angle as a viewer than the referee gets on the sideline. So yeah. Um, but they came in big spots, and and those were were pretty killer. Is this a um, high penalty total for them? Is there any? Yeah, I mean, it definitely. It feels like I can I can me pull up the Pro Football Reference, but I mean, generally speaking, they've they've been really clean, and they've been able to force other teams in, into penalties, and that's yeah, that's just something that they did a little bit today with with Allen and Payne, uh, you know, forcing some of the holds and stuff inside, but they have not been able to. Uh, I will say the other thing that was big in this game that has been a very positive net asset for this team was the special teams. Obviously, there's the muffed kick, kickoff return by Antonio Gibson, right? Which yes. is pretty bad. And then it gives them bad field position. Then there's the catching the football inside the five by um, Erickson. Erickson, yes. And he has a nice return there. But then there's a false start and a holding call by the same player. That backs yes. them up inside the five. So two, basically two drives are like washes there in a game where you know you're intentionally shortening the game. Like those are really, really big deals. And then you miss a field goal. So obviously, I, to me, like I wrote a note, I was like, special teams in the second half was not it. Penalties was a big deal, and then the protection just seemed to kind of not wither, but you know, like that was a big, big issue in terms of game plan by Wink Martindale and then the game plan by Scott and how they kind of meshed. And so obviously like it's not a perfect world, you know what I mean? In terms of you're never going to have the right answer all the time, but it was something that I was like, ah, man, this, this is, this is something that's hindering this offensive performance pretty, uh, pretty significantly at the moment. Yeah. I cannot find the penalties. uh, Don't worry about it. In terms of the game log, but that's, that definitely is more than they have been uh, having recently. Uh, Yeah. So offense, you know, productive, but ultimately could have could have had a little bit more with a better pass protection plan. Defense uh, ultimately felt kind of productive, except for a couple of bursts. Um, yep. and, and obviously, the it's kind of what we talked about. I, th- I think you really nailed it with Jones. Like he just makes plays that yeah. keeps drives alive. And 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 he had what five, six rushing first downs on the day. Um, and then special teams was a, a net negative today for the first time in a long time. And that's yeah. how you wind up losing this game uh and now you're in a kind of a funky playoff spot but ultimately you come back you beat the giants at home uh you're still in good shape moving forward you probably have to win an extra game now than uh, obviously than than where you would have been if you won this one but you know a tie is significantly better than a loss um and now the question is what can this team be coming out of the bye uh something that we'll obviously spend a lot of time on uh, over the next couple of weeks is we won't have a game to talk about (laughs) coming off of next weekend uh, anything else from this game that you wanted to get to? Uh, otherwise, short, sweet, and that's our tie game pod. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else defensively. Oh, uh, Christian Holmes getting benched for Danny Johnson. I know you mentioned that yes. briefly. I thought that was a 
pretty solid move by the staff because Danny Johnson came out and did an excellent job and made some big plays down the stretch. Uh, you know, specifically in that drive, you were kind of um, criticizing by the Giants where they're throwing the ball a ton, like Danny Johnson is in there just making plays. And that's that's great to see. Um, I thought uh, just real quick, like Ridgeway, like after kind of a rough week last week and then like a rough opening series came out and kind of said, okay, like let's stop the bleeding here. Did a nice job. Alan Payne, excellent. Uh, Casey Tula and F.A. Obata deserve a lot of credit because I think yeah. Montez was banged up or wasn't yeah, playing. Yeah, he was getting uh, checked for a concussion. So we'll have to obviously monitor that. Um, obviously, by the time most folks are listening to this, there's probably an update. I'll check the, the beat reporter's Twitters real quick and see if yeah, I can find something. Yeah, but obviously, like, it's a good week. If he does have one, it's a good week for him to get it if there's any, if ever a good time because he'll have plenty of time to kind of rest and recover and get right. But those guys did a good job. Um, you know, I thought Jamin did some good stuff. Like, he's just for a guy who was – people thought couldn't play middle linebacker i think is just settled in in a really nice way and is calling the defense cam curl did an excellent job tackling today so you know like there was some spots like obviously the touchdown drive uh the, the quick change after the turnover where you're like man maybe they could do a little bit better but i thought they showed up and made some plays in in pivotal moments of the game you know getting a turnover again uh for however many weeks in a row so uh i just wanted to give them a shout out and um you know it would have been nice if they could have been more effective in certain situations, but I think overall you say, man, that's a pretty solid performance um, by them. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think uh, might get a little bit of attention uh, is the, and I don't see uh, any update uh, other than Tyler Larson injury wise crutches for him. Mm. So that's, um, yeah. you know, something where if, if Cosme can come back, they can kick Schweitzer in the center. Um, but otherwise you're looking at Nick Martin looks probably for a while. Um, but, uh, the penalties, uh, today, some of them were, were questionable and also some definite missed calls early in that first half or, or in the first half, I should say, uh, there was the missed pass interference where Terry got held. They threw the flag, then picked it up. That's, that was probably PI. There's a Jersey grab there. Um, it's not an egregious one. Right, Christian I Holmes think... definitely has a case for OPI on the big place. Uh, to Slayton on their first touchdown drive yeah, gets discarded, right. but he, he's a rookie. He's not getting that call, man. Like you got to fight harder. You got, you got to make it obvious, a little tug of the hip. That's good stuff from Slayton to, to, to discard a player who's like trying to box you out. Um, I know obviously the giants wanted uh pass interference on Danny Johnson. That was a good no call in my opinion uh, yeah. late on that drive. We were just talking about, um, but it's the kind of thing where like both sides want to call it evens out in the end. And it's interesting to, you know, scroll through Twitter real quick and see a bunch of fans complaining about calls. And it's like, yeah. it's not really why this game was tight. Did stuff get missed? Yes. Was it horrendously yeah. egregious? No. And it wasn't so absurd of an amount that, you know, it, it changed the game right. one way or and the also, other. And also on the one with Terry specifically, like uh, on that, if Terry, if that ball's a better, and if Terry's fighting for that a little bit more, like dramatically, he gets a call. But it just—you got to watch like, more soccer, bro. We yeah. got ties now. Now we got to learn how to earn calls. That's what I'm saying. That's what it took out of this game. Yeah, more, but you know what I'm saying, though. More right? like soccer. Like that ball. Like it, yeah. if that ball is a little up, up, and more on the angle where Terry's going, they're for sure calling that. Right. And, and Ron, Ron is trying to explain, like, well, he can't get back to the ball because he's being right. held. But you know, right. it's it's also a tough ball to get to, no matter what. Uh, yeah. Thanks to thanks to the throw yeah and I, and I would say if, if i'm if i'm the receivers coach i turn to terry and i'm like hey just make that more more demonstrative like push through him to get to the ball and uh, i've heard coaches make that same uh levy that same uh, feedback you know to other 
like Pierre and stuff like that. So that's what I would say to him. And, you know, for fans to say, oh, that's a missed call, like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's not the reason you win or lose the game. I know that would have been points there, but um, I, I think it's uh, probably, the you know, not the best call of all time, but I've seen worse yeah. misses. Yeah, it's not it's not egregious. Um, last thing I told I said right before we started recording this that I would mention this. Uh, it's a nit, but I'm going to pick it. It is a 58-yard field goal attempt at the end of overtime in MetLife Stadium. The longest field goal yep. in Giants history is 57 yards. I know Graham Gano has a huge leg, uh, but you are not losing anything by putting Jahan Dotson or Curtis Samuel or Antonio Gibson back on the end line and trying to run that back. Um, and it winds yep. up being short, and it would have been a tough catch. Okay, who cares? There's It's an untimed down, essentially, and unless you somehow fumble the ball and get it returned for a touchdown, which the chances of that are probably less than your guy actually returning it all the way for a touchdown on a, on a missed field goal. There's right. no reason not to have someone back there. Do I honest to God think that if Gibson had been back there and caught it, he would have run 109 yards for a touchdown? No, of course not. Cause the chances of that are slim to none, but slim is better than none. And it's the kind of like little thing that just annoys me that it seems like this team does not do right on a regular basis yeah you know it's interesting like, i know you're like nitpicking there but i actually wouldn't have hated that you know just to give it a shot it's the, it's the right call like yeah. again like the, the it's not the most important thing there's a million other more important things which is why it's the last thing i'm mentioning on the way out but it's like the kind of thing that you're like you want to be good in situations so be better in situations give yourself the best chance as often as possible because you just don't know and if i'm going to play devil's advocate i guess you could say that you don't want to return the ball there because you think that you don't think your guy can get it back to wherever the 40, whatever the math is. But there's no time left. Oh, was it, it wasn't zeroed. Was it? Yeah. Oh no, it was oh. zero, zero. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. that's, that's how the Might game ended. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I got so you. I thought, um, it was I thought Taylor was, like, was holding one. He's like, Oh, there's, is there one second left? Uh, um, yeah. But no, there was, there was zeros on the clock. The kick uh, from 58 was the last play of the game. Yeah. No reason. Yeah, that would have been uh, would have been interesting for sure. Also, I know but this is my last thing. How sick was Jahan's touchdown? Holy yeah. cow! Just also, spit. by the way, the I, the last punt in overtime. Why is he not returning it? I, yeah. I know Erickson's got some experience and a little more explosiveness than Dax did. Um, and you're not trying to botch a, something inside the five there. But yeah. again, it's like, do you want to play to win or do you? And maybe Ron was like, hey, I think we're actually just going to play to tie today. We're on the road. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had, we've dodged a few bullets. Like maybe he's playing a tie. And if that's the case, fine. But they keep saying, oh, well, in case of emergency, Jahan's there. What's the emergency? Right. Is it only if you're down where, oh, well, if we lose, we're already losing it. Like just do it. Go. Yeah. Go, go forth and prosper with your are best you, players. I was going to ask you, are you surprised they didn't attempt that field goal at the end of overtime there? Um, you know, they were like right near the line to gain or the, the line for the field goal. I think there were maybe five yards, three yards short of it, at least the one that was on the TV. And I was like, uh, oh. the Gi you're talking about the first one that the Giants had when they punted on fourth and three? No, I'm talking about the one that the commanders had after the Curtis Samuel long run. Let's see. They were, they said in overtime on the Samuel long run. They had a fourth down at the Giant 43. Oh, yeah, that's too far. Yeah, uh, so that's seven. That's 60. Yeah. No. Nah, nah. Um, yeah, I think I think with four eleven to I go in overtime. I thought they were closer than that. I thought they were closer. I think with four eleven to go in overtime, you punt that one. Yeah. Um 
But I mean, it's in a different They're stadium. Not. In a different yeah, stadium. I, I, I agree. I think, I, think so. I, I thought they were a little closer than that. They were like in that fifty-eight kind of range. But yeah, I don't think. Yeah, sixty. Especially with admission one earlier, I don't think I'd feel comfortable with that. Yeah, um, but those are the kind of decisions that coaches got to make all the time. Uh, so there's that. All right, uh, we will be back with a much more comprehensive breakdown on Wednesday. That is our film breakdown day, uh, and then. We'll probably do a mailbag on Friday. Um, yeah. Got some ideas I want to I want to throw at you and Matt uh, for some things that we can do for Friday's pod. Obviously, we got to figure out what we're doing next Monday and Wednesday as well before we preview the Giants again the Friday after. Um, so we will uh, we will still be publishing on schedule exactly what we do. I think is a little bit uh, up for debate, but we'll we'll figure it out. And uh, that's why you subscribe because no matter what it is, we promise you it'll be good. So subscribe uh, anywhere you're listening or watching right now. And we will see you on Wednesday here on Take Note.